From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where the Citadel beat. In oh, Chattanooga. There you, there you go. It's Luke, it's Jeremy, it's Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week 11 of the National Football League season. That's a nice little season finale. That's right. The Citadel won their final two games of the year to end the season. So, uh, nice little finishing touches to what otherwise wasn't a great year, but a strong finish. Which, to, to make maybe a bit of an unnatural segue, some NFL teams now are looking for similar strong finishes to the year as we head into the second half of the season. I see what you did there, radio host. How about that? So professional. I see what you did. Luke Morrow, Jeremy Schilling, we're here on a Saturday night because I will be there tomorrow for Miami and the Jets at MetLife Stadium. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being you made the exact right call and 2 being your family is crazy, where do we stand on, um, on the fact that we'll be attending this game tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, I would say probably very much on the crazy side, but hey... That's what it means to be a fan, that you go watch Joe Flacco play a terrible Dolphins team because you're a fan of the team. It doesn't matter who they're playing, when they're playing, you got to support them. So in that sense, uh, you're doing your job as a fan. Me personally, probably wouldn't care to be there, but hey, that's what fans do. So hopefully Flacco uh, goes out and plays great for you. Um, I rarely run Luke's segment. So when I'm on the Morrow Midday Show, ESPN 98.9 FM, Charleston, South Carolina, charlestonsportsradio.com, Wednesdays at 1 Eastern, I rarely dictate where to go. But the news had come out, and I said, Luke, can we just talk about this first? And Luke was kind enough to let me vent because I do not understand this. I get that you want Flacco against a Brian Flores, Belichick, coaching tree team that likes to blitz and likes to do different things from different directions. I understand the concept. However, I don't think that this is going to be good for the Jets. I don't think Joe Flacco still has it in him. And I think that he is not the better quarterback on Sunday. It is Mike White if Mike White's 100%. And that's what they say um, he is. Your thoughts, sir? I agree with you. It makes zero sense to me uh, because... I don't, there's no reason to do it. Um, it's not for the future. There is no future with Joe Flacco. It's not for the now. You know, if you were in a playoff race, I would get it. And you think Flacco gives you the best chance, but I don't think he does that either. So at this point, you might as well play. Look, I don't know if there's any future with Mike White, but I know there's a greater chance than Joe Flacco. So I have, it makes no sense to me. There's no reason why Joe Flacco should be out there. He brings nothing to the table. You get nothing out of this. He could play great. What does it mean? He's not going to be your guy in the future. And who cares? Uh, I want to see the development of the young quarterbacks figure out what else you have. Flacco is not the guy. So I, it made no sense to me. I've heard the explanations from Salah this week. They made no sense either. I don't get it. There's no reason why Flacco should be out there. Um, about the Dolphins, I, I, I think as a fan, a lot of people are going to point to the defense, the fact that they just beat uh, Lamar Jackson, completely stopped Lamar Jackson from doing anything Lamar Jackson does. You would know this, Luke. I think it was his worst game statistically as a pro, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
I, I think he may be right. There was some sort of stat. I forget what it was now because it's going back about 10 days. But yes, he, I mean, he, play, he played very bad. Yes. So clearly there's that. And then the upside is Tua. So if you're a fan of the Dolphins tomorrow and you don't think that this Jet team is very good, and look, our defense is worse than Swiss cheese, okay? We can let anything through right now. I think I could make some of these cuts, Luke. Um, so if you think you are that bad, are you looking for a good defensive performance or are you looking for further growth from Tua? I think Tua for sure. You know, I think Tua last week against the Ravens, that was a big step forward because he was on the other side. The shoe was on the other foot here where we saw Tua get replaced last year by Fitzpatrick to win games. Tua did the replacing for Brissett and beat a good Ravens team. And, you know, was he perfect or was he great? No, but it's still a step forward in his development. I don't know if he's the guy. I don't think he is the guy of the future, but he has to go out there and continue to prove himself every week. And here's an opportunity against a bad defense that even if it is just eyewash, right, you go out there, you try to put up some big numbers, make some good throws, and further your case. Um, so I think that's the number one question for the Dolphins. It's been a disappointing year for them. They thought they were going to be a playoff team. That doesn't seem to be the case. So at this point, the only question you have to answer is, is Tua our guy, or do we need to go find a quarterback elsewhere? I don't care about the defense. I don't care about the, any of the run game, this or that, nothing. I just need clarity on the quarterback position, and I need to see more from Tua, and he should be able to play well against this Jets defense. Two-part question for you. Number one, do the Vikings have a chance tomorrow? Well... You thought they were going to lose 40 to 12 last week, and they got a nice road win. So I, I think oh, it was 41 it was, to 3. I, I think oh, to be more precise. <laughs> yeah, look, hey, they stand a chance. They're at home. Uh, Zimmer has gone 3 3 and 1 his last seven games against Rodgers. He's done a good job against Aaron. Um, Rodgers hasn't practiced now going on two weeks because now he's got some toe issue this week. Didn't play great last week. So certainly the Vikings have a chance, and they need to—they really need this win to get back to 500. I don't know if you even worry about the division anymore, even if you beat Green Bay tomorrow. But you're looking at those last wild card spots, and a win tomorrow would certainly go a long way uh, in getting back to 500 and, and trying to get a little streak going. So let me ask 1A before we get to question 2. Um, for years, Tom Brady has had some kind of injury. Or sorry, for for all his years with with the Pats, Tom Brady had some kind of injury. He was on the injury report for something. Um, I'm not sure what the injury was. It was just Bill Belichick trying to fool people. Do we actually think that Aaron Rodgers has a toe injury? I I do think so. Um, I've been thinking about this because the whole situation is a little odd. I mean, the the rumors or the ideas that maybe something happened during quarantine, but then he went out there and played last week. I didn't hear about it leading up into the game, and now you hear about it this week. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess we'll find out Sunday. Maybe it was just an excuse for why he didn't play so well this past week. Maybe it's a cover-up for, you know, the COVID stuff. I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I do think there's something there, and I'm curious to see what he looks like tomorrow maybe it's not that big of a deal he's a veteran maybe he doesn't have to practice anyways much like brady right brady doesn't have to be out there he'd be fine on sundays so maybe it's uh, an excuse for just days off i don't know but i do think there's something going on how serious i don't know but i do think we have a toe situation we actually do with aaron Rodgers. because the reason also why i brought this up is that we saw how big a factor toes were when it came to patrick mahomes in the super bowl 
So either you have a made-up injury of a superstar or you have a potentially nagging problem when it comes to a, you know something like a toe because that's what plagued Patrick Mahomes in the you know late AFC Championship game and Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, toes are tough, especially for those athletic quarterbacks who like to move around the home yeah. and Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe it had something to do with the performance last week. I don't know because he, he didn't play great even in the win, especially inside the red zone. So uh, we'll see what we get from Rodgers tomorrow. The Vikings were very aggressive blitzing Justin Herbert last week. Maybe they'll dial up some pressure to find out you know how mobile or how good that, that footing or toe is for Rodgers tomorrow. Uh, you are a radio host, and you made a very nice segue there because question two is Steelers-Chargers. The Steelers are going to get back Big Ben, uh, who has been in COVID protocols. He's flying separate from the team, but he will be cleared and be able to play. Uh, watching um, Rodgers last week, you've seen what a quarterback looks like coming out of um, COVID-19. It's different for everybody. But we all wondered, was there a cardio element? And I think I talked about it with, with you last week, that that difference between the so-called beach body and football body um, where, you know, you just kind of don't know where you stand until you actually get into a game. Do you think the Steelers have anything to worry about with the cardio state and the stamina and endurance state of Ben Roethlisberger tomorrow night? Because frankly, while I think the Chargers are the better team, I think the Steelers are the more proven team, and that's why they may win this game by one or two. Uh, yes, I do think I agree with your analysis of the two teams, but I also agree, or I do think that there should be some sort of concern. And maybe it's unfair um, narratives around Big Ben, but the idea always has been that you know he hasn't worked the hardest in the offseason. He's not the most physical specimen. So Now, granted, he was vaccinated, so he could return quicker, and you, you think maybe he didn't uh, have any sort of issues as bad as, say, an Aaron Rodgers. But, like, if the question was, who do you trust more to take advantage of their downtime, or who do you trust more to be ready to go between Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger, I would definitely say Rodgers, and yet we saw how Rodgers played. So, if Rodgers struggle, and even a Cam Newton and a Lamar Jackson have struggled in the past, and we talked about this last week, then I certainly have concerns over Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know him personally. I am not around that organization, but just from the outside looking in, the idea has always been that, you know, he, he's, he doesn't necessarily take care of his physical self. Uh, and uh, while he's a great quarterback and maybe a, a hard worker, maybe not as devoted as, say, uh, Tom Brady or some of the other greats. So certainly there should be some concern for what you get out of Roethlisberger because he already wasn't playing all that great. You know, Rodgers at least was playing well. But Roethlisberger, he already has dropped off, and now he can't really afford any more of a drop-off. Um, so we'll see. And on the flip side, the Chargers, whether Roethlisberger is 100% or not, whether it's Mason Rudolph, anybody for the Chargers, they've been sliding. you got to find a way to win. You can't lose at home to a Roethlisberger-led or a Mason Rudolph-led team because they don't score a whole lot of points. And the Chargers, you got plenty of talent on offense. you got to score enough points to win at home tomorrow. The Chargers really need this game. Would you like to keep talking about coronavirus? I would love to. I have all the time in the world. Okay, because the Cowboys will be without Amari Cooper for the next two games. Ah. And what's fascinating about this matchup tomorrow, Luke, um, and this is game number four in case you're keeping count out there, folks, on the Sunday Sprint with Luke and Jeremy. Um, when you look at the Cowboys, 
They'll have Dak. They'll have Zeke tomorrow against the Chiefs. You think, you would think that maybe last week is a breakthrough for the Chiefs and that they'll be able to have this amazing performance offensively. And now you're in a shootout and now you lose one of your big receiving threats now for two weeks, not only this week against the Chiefs, and but next week on Thanksgiving against the Raiders. The way, the, 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 the way that I look at the Raiders right now is it's either adrenaline or bust. I don't think they're very good. So I, I think this is the better Cowboy – sorry, this is the better defense between those two teams. Um, so, uh, sorry, this is the, the Chiefs are the better defense uh, between those two teams. The question would be, uh, you know, do the Cowboys have enough of offensively in lieu of no Cooper? Yeah, you know, it helps that uh, they've had some other guys. Wilson's played well. Um, obviously, you have C.D. Lamb. Um, uh, Michael Gallup is back now, right? So you, that helps. Um, so you have some other Dalton Schultz has stepped up. It's an interesting game. Cooper's obviously a big loss. It's an interesting game, though, for both teams in the sense that for the Chiefs, you have to try to show that last week wasn't an outlier. The football people you may hear from or talk to say, oh, the Raiders did the opposite of everybody else. The Raiders played right into the Chiefs' hands with what they did defensively. Sometimes you get coaches who are stubborn, and they say it doesn't matter who they're playing. They're just going to do it their way. And I guess that's kind of what the Raiders did, and, and it worked out for the Chiefs. So now for tomorrow... Kansas City, you have to show that last week wasn't a one-off, and you are kicking things into high gear by facing a good Dallas team at offense that you may have to get into a track meet with. And on the flip side for the Cowboys, with or without Amari Cooper, I, I don't want to try to put down what Dallas has done because I've actually been really impressed with them this year and surprised, but they've beaten one team all year that has a current winning record, and that's the Chargers who have been um, sliding. Uh, they did beat the Patriots. I should say at the time had a winning record. They beat the Patriots, but at the time the Patriots are two and four. Point being, this would probably be the best win to go on the road and beat Mahomes and Kansas City. So I think it is a little bit of a prove-it game for each side. You have two good quarterbacks as reference. No Amari Cooper for Dak Prescott, so he's down a weapon. He's also going to be on the road outdoors. So this is a big-time game for both of these two teams. Neither defense can really be trusted. Uh, which quarterback's going to go out there and make enough plays, and who's going to step up for the Cowboys as that number two receiver? Um, would you like to stop talking about COVID-19? Oh, sure. That, that would be fine. Okay, what game do you want to talk about for number five? Because I can't pick number five. Oh, boy. That doesn't bode well for the slate, then. Let's see here. I, I mean, part of me thinks Indy Buffalo. Part of me thinks Giants Bucks. So my first thought was the Colts-Bills was the first game that stood out okay. And since you referenced that first, we could go in that direction. Go for it. It's a rematch of two playoff teams from a year ago, and you got two teams here that are both battling for a playoff spot. So I think it could be a sneaky big game tomorrow. Um, my my question is uh, is Carson Wentz going to be the one that answers a lot of um, fantasy players uh, dreams and hopes and wishes during bye, uh, bye weeks because I can see some well, teams going that direction and trying to get that Colts offense um, you know with somebody like Matt Stafford on a bye trapped to uh, a standalone game against the Jets a couple of weeks ago. The offense has been good for the Colts. It didn't play great last week. But you go on the road now to Buffalo, who 
statistically it's been a really uh, one of the best defenses in the league. And last I looked, they're looking at maybe mid-40s and some rain in Buffalo. So this could be a little bit of a drag it out, you know, maybe a nasty game. I don't know. The Bills have a good defense. The Colts do have a pretty good defense. And the Bills' offense has really been inconsistent this year. So I think the Bills are still a team that have to prove themselves to me. Look out for the Patriots in that division. They may not even be in first place by the end of the weekend. And the Colts are one of those teams, now that they're back at 500, I know they've beaten up on some bad teams, most recently the Jets, the Jaguars, but I feel like we're kind of undervaluing the Colts. They were in the playoffs last year with a washed-up Phillip Rivers. Carson Wentz has played better than Phillip Rivers did last year. Jonathan Taylor's having a better year. I think the Colts are starting to find a little bit of a stride here, and uh, don't count them out of the AFC. I like their coach. Carson Wentz has been playing better this year. they got a lot of good pieces. So that's why I'm interested in this game, to see if they can go on the road and compete with Buffalo, because I think this could be a, still a good Colts team in the AFC. If he performs anywhere close to what he did against the Jets for the rest of the year, Jonathan Taylor is going to win this rushing title going away. Oh, sure. I mean, that was just scary, scary, scary impressive. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. Do you, not only did you say, oh, my mom, who does not know about this, just did the same thing in the background. Everybody's disappointed. I know everybody's bummed out. That is, oh, God. Man, we got to go longer. All right. Preview the RSM Classic after the break, final round. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, your your game of the day. I gotta go, Cowboys Chiefs. Same. Uh, fun matchup, big game for the two. Uh, your sleeper game. Um, I usually try to pick one we haven't talked about. Let me. Say, I'll say this: Washington, Carolina, only because Cam Newton's going to start and he's going up against Ron Rivera, and I'm just curious what he has left. For the Panthers, so uh, I think that could be somewhat of an interesting game for two otherwise kind of boring teams. Um, it's an interesting one. I have a feeling Jacksonville is going to beat San Fran. Wow, That'd be just just a uh, a uh, hedge and just a hunch, and I think you may see Trey Lance here permanently soon. And two bold Good picks by me. On a short week. Two bold picks by me. That big win. Uh, the game to watch golf during. You got two choices. You have either the final round of the RSM Classic or the final round of the CME Group LPGA Classic. Well, I probably wouldn't choose either one, but <laughs> I'm going to say Titans, Texans. I was talking to a Titans season ticket holder today. Uh, it's supposed to be rainy there. you got the one-win Texans. He said, yeah, I think I'm just going to give away my tickets, not bother going tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to bother watching it either. Titans-Texans. Do you know what the game to watch golf during and the biggest game of the day is? What's that? Detroit-Cleveland. Oh, God. And that is because Chicago-Detroit is going to be a horrible, horrible Thanksgiving Day game. Yep. The only storyline that there will be are the Lions trying to get their first win. And the only way that Thanksgiving can possibly be the Lions' first win is if they lose tomorrow to Cleveland. 
and they pro and they certainly should. Get ready for Tim Boyle, who, by the way, name drop, went to high school with my cousin. Get ready to watch Tim Boyle on Thanksgiving. Nothing says Thanksgiving like Tim Boyle and the Winless Lions. Yes, have fun with that one, Joe and, uh, uh, Joe and Troy. Um, yeah, seriously. Needless to say, that's the key to who uh, tomorrow. All right, can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And finally, the segment Luke never preps for your person or player to watch. Ah, this is a tough one. Um, I always go fairly obvious. I think I choose a quarterback every week. I think that's the longest streak going in the NFL right now. So I'm going to uh, stick with that. I'll say Cam Newton making his first start, or at least we're like to believe. Matt Rule just said he's going to take the first snap. If that's some sort of hidden message, I imagine he'll be the starter. I want to see what Cam Newton looks like in his return for the Panthers. I'm, I'm changing the category to person, player, or organization, and I would like to thank whoever put up the cell phone towers in Chattanooga, Tennessee, because this has been the best cell connection from any place. I mean, I have calls drop in New York and Los Angeles and Boston on this show, but Chattanooga, Tennessee, you stand up, baby. This has been a perfect cell connection. How about that? From now on, I will travel to Chattanooga just for these 20 to 15 minutes every week. Yes. See? Have, have fun with that drive from Charleston. Yeah. Hey, it's worth it. You can't underrate good sound quality on shows, so it, it will be worthwhile. There you go. Luke, thank you for sprinting with us on a Saturday for Sunday from somewhere afar and uh you're gonna get me uh three times in four days you're gonna get me tonight you're gonna get me wednesday and you're gonna get me sometime before on wednesday or before to talk about the week 12 thanksgiving slate plus next sunday plus next monday oh boy can't wait i know it's a lot i think you're gonna be okay though Oh, I look forward to it. We will see you then, everybody. Uh, and I'll see you live on the radio uh, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Luke's show. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, everybody out there. We'll see you.